Hello, this is another podcast for the Collaborative Challenge. Um, today we're going to talk to one of the supervisors that worked on the Collaborative Unit this year. There were many supervisors that supported the projects um, and Turley comes from the Circle Collective and she's going to talk to us today about the work that she does with young people to support them in employment and in the fashion industry. So Turley, over to you. Just If you could just describe the, what is the Circle Collective? And what and the role yeah. that you play? Sure. Uh, Circle Collective is a it's a social enterprise, and it's a cool streetwear and uh, skateboard shop. But um, it's magic. Well, the more magic is behind as well, where we have a training unit. So our whole mission is to take unemployed young people, often with barriers to. Uh, work and actually support them in training uh, for employment by doing workshops, doing all sorts of confidence building, interview skills, CVs, and then twice a week they will do a shift in the shop where they will learn all about customer service, product knowledge, cash handling, till, and will be treated as if it's a real job. So they will end after a few weeks with proper work experience, customer service experience, and knowing why they're going for a job and what they want. So ultimately, we get 76% of the young people that come to us that have never had work experience, never had a job into work. And how did it begin? Where, what was its origins, just out of interest? Um, I was in uh, I was actually in the uh, the creative industries and um, decided that I would rather put my energies into youth and supporting youth but I wasn't quite sure how and then I went to a job center um, I had um, nine young people applied to well to be trained and out of those nine young people I'd been I, I got seven into work within a matter of weeks and that was because the council had given me a free shop and a space and we literally we, we created a charity shop at the time we had donations and it was predominantly to get young people into sport but after placing the young people into jobs and after seeing how sad it was that they were so disengaged and um, they had very little ambition because they'd never had role models and they didn't know what they wanted to do and they never expected to do better than their parents or own a house. And so it it wasn't rocket science. It was just boosting their confidence and showing them some skills and off they went. And I'm still in contact with most of those young people. Wow. I mean, it, it sounds it sounds simple and and powerful at the same time. So I, I can't I mean, I it's interesting because that so that level of social enterprise is is just getting the right people in the right room to all say yes I guess yes I think um yeah I mean a social enterprise is a business and has to be run but like a business but I think it's being very practical about things and also always ever since we've started we've been asset based so we always ask the young people what they want you know what they think will make a difference and by taking that on board you then gradually structure a program that is very effective and and what do you think has surprised you the most in the last especially in the last sort of 
um, six months or eight months in regards to the work and the attitude and the and the kind of participation um, with the students on the collaborative challenge? Um, the collaborative challenge is great. I mean, it's uh, uh, obviously a slightly different group of young people that we work with. Um, and it's good when we put our group with the students together because then we get some really fantastic results. Um, but the uh, uh, the actual students themselves, or always when we've worked with students, they're usually incredibly quiet to start with. But um, once you know, get to the second meetings and everything, they get a lot more vocal and they've got their own views. And that's what I want I want to hear young people's views and they're brilliant at doing that. And how did they how do you think they established um how to trust each other, how to communicate? How do you think they that was established with within the dynamics of two different kind of um I don't know, not cohorts, but two different uh sides of kind of you know the university student and the and the community-based young people. How did how did how do you think they co became cohesive in a way? Well, I think there's two things here. I mean, first of all, um, the uh, our group would sort of aspire to be fashion students to a certain extent, but they're very they've got their feet on the ground and they're very practical. And sometimes the fashion students probably are, do come from a slightly different background, and some of their ideas are a little bit way off what's practical so I think the, the conversations between the two I think generally young people if you put them together they get on anyway but it was lovely to see that you know that push and pull from uh, I remember the question of uh, for to the students was go and research in Hackney what you think would fit into a streetwear shop in Hackney and then present and they did present but some of them were you know, some of them were amazing and some of them were so way out that, that you know, it, it, it was the comments of our young people that sort of brought them back down to ground. Yeah. And and how how um how useful that is, really, because the imagination, you know, that that kind of unlimitless kind of ideas and possibilities being grounded by what is feasible or achievable is is the big is that is the biggest dilemma with any in any fashion industry kind of project isn't it well also by people in their same age bracket as well i think that that's incredibly helpful and in in the in sending them out to kind of gather what i tend to call original research methods because it's not it's about kind of engaging with people and finding out what is really needed as opposed to you know going off online or going running off to a library or looking at a database um were they that that kind of methodology of research and how they did were they nervous about kind of going out of their comfort zone do you think no i i just i think there's um We've got the staff that we have in the shop have got a very good idea of what we're trying to achieve. And I know we had numerous meetings with different students that they would come in and talk to the shop staff, which I think was the most beneficial because the three the three projects that we were doing was one, which was the second design or the, the um, of the purpose collection, which um is a collection that we are having made at Downview Prison. And we wanted the students' idea of what would the next collection be and how would that reflect circle and purpose, which, as by its name, is actually a collection that's manufactured within 
um, areas where people don't have a voice, which is why we've started with the prison. The second project was the narrative of the shop itself, because we've always, we when we started the, the project and the first yeah. shop, I, I spent a long time talking to the young people about whether they would like it, uh, the narrative in the shop of what we were doing. And at that point, they didn't. Whereas now, the young people that train in our shop are incredibly proud of the shop. And they, you know, they input a lot of ideas ideas and and things that they feel would enhance the shop and we've even supported young people in setting up their own businesses through the shop so they were really proud and they wanted the narrative and that was what the other project was and then the third project was we have this new space which is available to us from September which we would like to we want well we would have we wanted the uh, students to design and they completely took it on board. They went to both the existing shops, they saw the space, they saw the plans of the new shop and we were completely bowled over by the visuals that came back and how that they'd um, translated the original brief. And we will probably be using that to actually create that shop. So there will be a physical shop of, or there'll be a physical um, model of, of what they came up with in the future. Yeah, um, and I think that is just so wonderful, really, that their work becomes, you know, ends up being real. Um, it was interesting because I, having looked at some of the work, and many of the students commented on the fact that the word purpose um, really drove them. And and I and I wondered who chose that word, and I wonder if you realised just how much that kept that word actually kept them grinding away you know to try and to to fit that purpose and to honor that purpose um i wonder who chose the name i did <laughs> <laughs> i did i've got certain words and they've been in the back of my mind for years and they do i was thinking we've got um the, the purpose, every, we we have very very strong values obviously we have to to do what we do and you know, the idea of creating, you know, anything is for a, per you know, for, for a purpose. And uh, I, the message we're sending with what we're doing now is we're, we're actually creating something that's got a long life. It's very sustainable. It's actually giving the prisoners a chance to get their accreditation in manufacturing. It's actually giving the young people the opportunity to design something and be involved. And very much most of what we do is all revolves uh, values really uh, it, it, around purpose um, and, you know, young people and future and things like that. So we've got quite a little store of words. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know, because I think, yeah, sometimes we underestimate how 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 powerful they are, especially to students on an MA who are, you know, pounded with, you know, dissertations and words. And and, I, and it was really intriguing for me to see that because I thought, absolutely, you know, they were driven by the word. And, and I think the work that was produced, you know, it really did astonish so many people um, because they had worked through COVID and had been left sort of like slightly out on a limb. I think everyone was just so delighted and wanted to celebrate the work that had been produced. Yeah. Did you did you feel that? Oh, I thought it was astounding considering the circumstances and knowing that most of them had had to fly home um, and then work with, you know, work as a team with people they probably hardly knew. I thought it was incredible, What you know, absolutely amazing, the work. Yeah, and I, I guess in a way it was a testimony to, to what, how they, 
sort of pinned their beliefs and their you know their does their ethos to a project that that made them feel you know it, it was about empowerment and they felt empowered to be a part of it possibly good yeah i think well, uh, they do i think young people generally i mean have these values you know the values of knowing about uh, you know the situation with climate change and knowing about their futures and they're going to have to pay for a lot of the things that are, are happening and um you know sometimes the groups that we work with they just want to get bread on the table literally so it's so good that this group can actually take you know, take that and create something from it. And then our young people are benefiting as they're using the area for training and going into work. Yeah. And it becomes sort of uh, everybody's everybody's learning different skills all at the same time, I guess. Yeah. Which is mm -hmm. great. And I and I can't thank you enough for um, helping us celebrate the work that was produced, but also honouring, you know, all the all those networks that that are creating kind of a better better opportunities for mm. for everybody but mm. yeah thank you so much for for in for taking part in the podcast um oh, and pleasure. we'll let you we'll let you know when it's being published that would be lovely yeah. well thank you and thank you know and it was it's been an, a fantastic honor to work with the college so thank you very much pleasure thanks again